This is Diane Horn, your host on the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on KEXP Seattle 90.3 FM by mobile app and on the web at kexp.org. My guest today is Mike Lufkin, local food economy manager for King County Department of Natural Resources and Parks. Mike Lufkin is here to tell us about the goals and accomplishments of King County's local food initiative. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me. What is the King County Local Food Initiative, and why was it developed? Well, let me start briefly with the why. You know, we live in a region in western Washington here where we're blessed with an incredible culinary scene. We have access to farmers' markets and all kinds of great fresh produce and fruits and vegetables. Unfortunately, most of that produce does not come from this region. In fact, in 2015, the food and beverage industry accounted for about $6 billion in total sales. And a very small piece of that is actually returned to local King County farmers. In fact, it's less than 2%. And our farmers here in King County are struggling, whether it's because of development pressures, regulatory challenges, or finding access to markets. So that's one piece of the why. At the same time that that's happening, we also have many communities and individuals who don't have access to this amazing culinary scene that we have and these fresh local fruits and vegetables. And so there was a food access challenge, a food access problem. And so these were the two issues that when the executive launched the food initiative in 2015 that he was trying to address. How can we help bring more dollars to our local farmers and how can we get more fresh fruits and vegetables to low-income communities that don't have access to that. How important is agriculture in King County compared to the rest of Washington State? Well, relatively speaking, it's not as important as other industries. Having said that, it's a $120 million industry in King County, and that has held steady over the last 10 years or so. And for certain portions of the county, In particular, the unincorporated areas of King County, it's a very important economic sector. But beyond just the economics piece, agriculture is important to this region for a whole host of reasons. First, farming helps preserve open space, which is one of the goals not only of the executive, but for many regional leaders to preserve open space, which improves the health and vitality of our environment and makes us a better place to live. Agriculture also, and the farmers that are on the land, are great stewards of the environment. And so by keeping farmland in production, we have people working that land and being active stewards for environmental protection as opposed to that land being developed. I mentioned the economic piece. And then the last components I think that are important are just the cultural heritage. At one time, agriculture was a much more significant portion of our economic activity in this county. King County at one point was one of the largest dairy producers in the entire country. Of course, that's not true today, but we still have a strong cultural heritage of agriculture, which is important to preserve. Who was involved in developing the King County Local Food Initiative? The executive gathered around 30 stakeholders that represented organizations in the private sector, academia, nonprofit organizations, and the public sector. Those stakeholders met for approximately five months, 
kind of talking about what these challenges are and strategies for addressing them. And the result was the launch of the Local Food Initiative and the Roadmap document. What are the goals of the King County Local Food Initiative? What do you hope to accomplish? Well, from a larger perspective, there's two goals. One is to grow the local food economy so that we create jobs in the agricultural sector and make farming viable in this county. The other main goal is to provide improved access to healthy fruits and vegetables for communities that don't currently have that. Underlying both of those two larger goals are 40 different strategies and over 140 different specific action items, which the kitchen cabinet, which was the executive's team of stakeholders, identified in the initiative. How are you evaluating the success of the initiative? That's a great question. Early on in the process, when the stakeholders came together, one of the primary issues that was discussed was the lack of data around the farm and food sector and the need to do better to collect data around these systems so that we can measure the outcomes. So we've worked on that a lot over the last three years, trying to gather better information around acres of land in production, the value of products being sold into different markets. You know, there's a whole bunch of different data points that we've identified. Having said that, we know that there's still a long way to go and that we need to do better in terms of how we're measuring outcomes. Would you give a brief overview of your recent accomplishments, the indicators presented in your annual report from last year? Sure. The purpose of the indicators is to try to help us understand how we're doing in terms of achieving our objectives in some of these key areas. I think we have some very good things that we've done in the past year, and then there's still challenges we face. And I think maybe the way to start this is to note what are some of those key areas. So when I think about the initiative, you know, I kind of categorize these target areas, these strategies into certain areas. So we have indicators around farmland protection and access to farmland. And in those areas, I think, as the data shows, we have made some great progress, but there's still some work to go in terms of the land preserved. So, for example, we have set a target of putting 400 acres back into food production each year. We fell short of that last year and have actually for the last several years. So it means we need to redouble our efforts to develop programs that are going to help us achieve that goal. We have indicators in terms of trying to better connect farmers to markets, right? And there's some good data that we have around how farmers are doing in terms of their sales at farmers markets. And in fact, that's good news. Sales have been up year over year for the last several years, reaching $17 million in farmer sales last year at King County Farmers Markets. We also have indicators in the area of new farmers that we're trying to develop. We have a goal of having 25 new farmers here in King County every year. And while we haven't reached that goal yet, there's some great programs that are in place and moving forward to help us get there. On the food access side, similarly, we have some indicators around improving that access that we talked about earlier to healthy fruits and vegetables in lower income communities. And so there's good data around how people are utilizing the Fresh Bucks program, including the number of families and the dollars that are being put into that program. 
For those that aren't familiar with FreshBooks, that's a program that allows low-income individuals who receive or are on federal electronic benefit transfer, so food stamps, they can double their money when they shop at farmers' markets. And the program in the five years that it's been in place has been remarkably successful and has grown each year. Last year, over 5,000 individuals participated in the program, which was up almost 36% from the previous year. And the numbers look really promising to continue to grow. We have other indicators around some of the food access programs like the good food bags and different ways that we're trying to reach into communities and increase access. So this data is really about helping us better measure the outcomes so that we can make those adjustments that we need to make as we're moving forward with the implementation of the initiative. Having said all that, we realize that this data that we have, we know we can do better. And it's going to be an ongoing effort to continue to gather evidence, measure these outcomes, so that we're confident that the work that we're doing is leading us toward the outcomes that we want to achieve. I'm Diane Horn, and my guest is Mike Lufkin, Local Food Economy Manager for King County Department of Natural Resources and Parks. Our topic is the King County Local Food Initiative, and you are tuned to the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on listener-powered KEXP, 90.3 FM by mobile app, and on the web at kexp.org. In what ways is King County helping both preserve and find new farmland? That's a great question. You know, one of the most significant ways that the county can actually help keep farmland in production is through our farmland preservation program. And what the farmland preservation program does is that it buys development rights from landowners. So in other words, if a landowner has a right under the zoning ordinance to put, let's say, five houses on a piece of property, the county can come in and offer that landowner money to buy up some of those development rights, which would limit that landowner's ability to develop that property. But at the same time, it would lower the value of that piece of property so that farmers could continue to afford it when it comes time for that land to be sold. So how successful has this approach been? What have you been able to accomplish so far? Well, we think it's been very successful. To date, we have have farmland preservation easements on over 15,000 acres in King County. You know, when you consider that there is approximately 40,000 acres of land in agricultural production, so, you know, we've done a pretty good job realizing that we've got about 40% of all the land under protection at this point. Now, the challenge is, is that even with agricultural protection easements, sometimes because of the rapid development in this region, that land still remains unaffordable to farmers that want to expand their operations or get into the profession. So that's the next challenge that we really need to figure out is even when we've placed this easement on the property, how do we continue to make sure that farmers can access that land? Have you had any luck in finding new farmland in King County? Yes, we have, actually. Last year, we conducted a comprehensive, what we call the land cover survey. And the purpose of that survey was to go out and literally evaluate all of the farmland across the county to identify what is being farmed and where are there good soils and good land that currently isn't being farmed. And we called that farmable but unfarmed land. And then 
this was important because we then took that information and identified who the landowners are where there's good land, but it's not being farmed. And that will form the basis of our outreach. We'll try to work with those landowners to see if there's an interest in them either farming themselves or in leasing some of their land to farmers that might be interested in growing their operations. What are you doing to help beginning farmers? We have a couple exciting projects going. The first of which is we were successful last year in receiving a United States Department of Agriculture beginning farmer-rancher development grant. And what was exciting about this grant is that it brought together three nonprofit organizations from across the county, Viva Farms, Snow Valley Tilth, and Tilth Alliance, all of which are involved in farmer training. It brought them together to share best practices and to really focus on ensuring that the aspiring farmers that they work with are prepared and have the tools to enter into the profession when they are ready to leave those programs. And so we're really excited. This money from the USDA is going to help those programs grow, hopefully bring in more aspiring farmers, which will lead to more commercial farmers across our region. In what ways do we need to improve access to healthy, affordable food in King County? That's one of the goals of the initiative. But say more about what the status is of being able to have healthy, affordable food. Well, you know, one of the biggest challenges of the initiative is connecting those two goals. And what I mean by that is is that farming in this county is expensive for reasons that I've already discussed related to the pressure on development makes real estate costly the regulatory pressures. So it can be more expensive here to grow food than in other parts of the country. And so when we talk about trying to get healthy local food into those areas where communities and families don't have it, it's not always the most economical for that food to be the food that's grown here in King County. So We have a lot of exciting programs, not just the county, but partners across the region are working on. You know, I mentioned the Fresh Bucks program. Another exciting program is called the Good Food Bags program, which is being run by the city of Seattle. And under that program, they've hired some distributors to package bags of local food, bags and boxes of food that's procured from farmers in King County and across the region. And then that food is delivered to community centers, schools, where families can come and pick those bags up. And it's a really exciting program because I think it offers a new way to reach people that don't have the other outlets for fresh local food. What is being done to increase the availability of fruits and vegetables in food banks? There's a couple different things. One of the things that I'm most excited about is the recent focus on the food rescue opportunities and food recovery. We realize that there's a lot of food that's thrown away, some of which is edible and could be utilized to feed people at food banks and other outlets. So we've been working really hard trying to support organizations that do food recovery, both from farms as well as from retail outlets. And the challenge there is really around the infrastructure you know, the distribution, who's going to go pick that food up from the farm that the farmer can't sell? Who's going to go to the retail outlet that has food that may be going to expire really soon? 
So it's who's going to pay the cost of that? And then where can these organizations, these rescue and recovery organizations, where can they store that food? We have a real challenge in this region with the lack of food system infrastructure. And that's particularly acute when we start talking about food system infrastructure for recovering and redistributing food. What are some additional efforts to try to get fresh fruits and vegetables out to some places that maybe in the past didn't have them? Well, there's some really exciting projects, particularly in South King County, around community gardens and market gardens. And what we found is that there is a great desire among communities, particularly immigrant communities, new American community, who maybe in their home country, they had gardens and utilize those gardens to feed their families. There's a desire to have land to do that here. And there's some really great projects. For example, World Relief Services has this incredible project in Kent where they have taken a parking lot of a church, depaved that parking lot, and now they have over an acre in production for community gardens. There's a similar project in Tequila that's operated by the International Rescue Committee that allows immigrant, the refugee community, to farm on small plots so that they can feed their family. We've really seen an uptick in the demand for that, and we're trying to address that by identifying land that might be available either through churches, public lands, parks, and to then try to facilitate organizations that can help these communities get those gardens started. Earlier, you mentioned your Fresh Bucks program. Are there additional nutrition incentive programs? Well, the city of Seattle is doing great work in trying to expand the Fresh Bucks program so that it extends beyond farmers' markets. Some people may know that that program is now available in Safeway stores across the city of Seattle. So you can take your electronic benefits card. If you spend it on fruits and vegetables in Safeway, you can get your dollars matched through the Fresh Bucks program there. They're also working with healthcare institutions on what they call Fresh Bucks Rx. And what that is, is it's where low-income families have their doctor essentially write them a prescription for fruits and vegetables, and they can take that and essentially redeem it at a local farmer's market or one of these outlets where Fresh Bucks is accepted. And so that's a really exciting program because I think what it emphasizes and demonstrates is we're not going to solve this problem and address this problem by just setting up these programs in one place. We have to find different avenues and different outlets to reach communities. And I think the city of Seattle has been on just the cutting edge of figuring out what the potential for some of these programs really is. You are tuned to the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on KEXP Seattle 90.3 FM by mobile app and on the web at kexp.org. I'm Diane Horn, and my guest is Mike Klufkin, Local Food Economy Manager for King County Department of Natural Resources and Parks. Our topic is King County's Local Food Initiative. Which of the local food initiative strategies are being helped by funding from Seattle's sweetened beverage tax? Well, I've mentioned the Fresh Bucks program. That program in the past was funded by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, a grant from them, and it was administered through the State Department of Health by the city of Seattle. That grant is going to end at the end of 2019. 
And so the city of Seattle is preparing and already utilizing some of the sweetened beverage tax dollars for the program. But after 2019, that program will be supported primarily through the sweetened beverage tax dollars. The good food bag program that I mentioned, that's another program that the city is funding through these sweetened beverage tax dollars. So there's a lot of great work being done with this money to increase access to fruits and vegetables in these priority communities. Would you comment also on some of the efforts in the public schools to get fresh fruits and vegetables to the students there? That's a real challenge. It's one that we are trying to focus on, but for a lot of different reasons, including the fact that many schools no longer have kitchens where they can prepare fresh food because of the amount of money that's available to purchase food is often is barely enough to put a meal out, let alone to buy local fresh fruits and vegetables. It's a real challenge. Having said that, there's been a recommitment of late among a number of organizations who have come together around this new project, which we're calling the Local Institutional Food Team. And that project is focused on identifying strategies that we can work with a particular institution like a public school and say, how can we help you figure out how to source, process, and serve healthier meals with local food? And so I'm really excited about that. We're just getting it off the ground, but the partners involved include the city of Seattle, King County, the King Conservation District, Healthcare Without Harm, and the Washington State Department of Agriculture. So I think it's going to prove to be a real opportunity to improve that and increase that pipeline of healthy, nutritious food to our local schools. Well, you said a bit about this earlier, but what efforts is King County making to reduce food waste? As I said, I think one of the biggest things that we need to do first, and we're really just getting our arms around this, is to understand the scope of the problem and understand and get the data around how much food is actually wasted. And how much of that food is recoverable, how much of that food, you know, is going into compost. And so as a starting point, I think it's important that we understand kind of the baseline and then what are these different weight streams, because that's going to help us identify where some of the real opportunities are. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean that we're not doing anything right now. The King County Solid Waste has run a program for quite a few years now called Food Too Good to Waste. And the idea there is to educate restaurant owners, the public, chefs, around small efforts that we can take to reduce food waste so that we're eating what we have and it's not going into the compost bin. And then the other big piece of this is what I mentioned earlier, is really trying to help these organizations that are doing food recovery work, identify the infrastructure that they need. So as I said, many of these organizations need storage. You know, if they're going to recover food from a corporate donor that wants to give away some food that might be going to expire soon, they need a place to bring that and store that in the freezer for, you know, sometimes even as little as 24 hours. And so we're working with some organizations to try to find that infrastructure that they need to run and grow these programs. Are there any additional accomplishments you'd like to mention of the King County Local Food Initiative? I think, you know, there's a lot of great work being done in terms of trying to connect local farms to markets. Several years ago, 
we received a grant from the U.S. Department of Agriculture to do promotion for local food. And we ran a series of ads across social media, across metro buses. You know, I think one of the biggest opportunities we have is to raise public awareness about our local farming sector and then to try to connect businesses, the general public, to those farms. And so I think that that's an area that where we've done some good work in already, but it's an area where I think there's a long way to go and where there's a real opportunity for us to do more going forward. Where do you plan to focus your efforts over the next few years? What are your priorities? I think, you know, and these are some things that I've already mentioned, the food infrastructure piece is a really critical piece. So over the course of the last 50 years, most of the food system infrastructure that has been developed and that currently exists is geared toward commodity agriculture. So that's either, you know, big businesses or export markets. And we have lost much of the small infrastructure that's necessary to support small farms. So what is that? Those are things like slaughterhouses that are USDA inspected so that our local farmers that are raising livestock can slaughter their animals and then sell those animals in retail establishments. We don't have a USDA inspected slaughter facility in this county. That includes the cold storage and aggregation facilities that I've mentioned. And I think just as significantly, it includes commercial kitchens where value-added production can be done so that we're turning raw carrots into pickle carrots or we're turning cucumbers into pickles, right? Or we're making jams and jellies. That's where farmers are going to achieve the value from the products that they're growing that are going to enable them to survive. And so we need to figure out how we can help work with the private sector, work with the farm community and other public organizations to figure out how can we come together to redevelop this critical infrastructure that's necessary to support our food and beverage industry. Well, what's the message you'd like to leave our listeners with? I think that, you know, one of the reasons that I love this issue and so passionate about it is because everybody eats, right? And it's incredibly important in terms of not only just what we put in our bodies, but also, as I said, that what we eat affects our environment, right? It affects what kind of economy we create in this region, what kind of jobs we have, the open space that we see in the rural parts of this county. So I think a lot of times people don't realize that the decisions that they make when they're shopping or when they decide to eat somewhere, those decisions extend to so many other issues that they don't realize. And so I guess the message that I want to leave with people, and I think really the message of the local food initiative is that if we're conscious about these things and we think about where our food comes from and we make choices around supporting our local farms and our local agriculture, that's powerful. And that can really have implications around a whole host of social issues and challenges that affect our region. Well, thanks so much for being here, Mike. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You are just listening to Mike Lufkin, local food economy manager for King County Department of Natural Resources and Parks. Speak about King County's local food initiative. 
Sustainability segment interviews are available as podcasts along with KEXP's music podcasts. Go to the podcast section of KEXP's website at kexp.org. I'm Diane Horn. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in to the Sustainability segment again next week on listener-powered 90.3 FM, my mobile app, and at kexp.org.